we'll start every show just like a little like around the NFL, just like a little like recap of like maybe like some of the things that's happened this week, the past week. And then we'll just talk a little bit about just the offseason so far, like what's happening with the coaches and all that dumbass shit with Bruce Allen. <laughs> and, and then we'll, we'll just talk about the shit that happened this week at the Combine with like A.B. and Josh Rosen. And then I'll, without getting into too much specifics, I want to save some for next week when we talk about free agency. We'll just talk about what we sh- should look to do moving forward this offseason. Like, like I said, we'll let's save some for next week when we talk about free agency per se, like, but let's just talk about like in general what we want to do. What we want to say <laughs> when you talk about Bruce Allen, you should lead it in. You should lead it in just like that. All this dumbass shit with Bruce Allen going on. Blah, blah, blah. It's, say less. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, well, I'll I'll talk about this later. But what we should probably start doing is maybe pulling a clip like that instead of opening the podcast with music, opening mm-hmm. it with that kind of line. Oh, yeah. What he, he just said about Bruce Allen? Yeah. I feel what, you. You mean, you mean like open it with like me explaining to you like dumb ass shit or we're just like open it with like. <laughs> Whatever like, dumb shit makes sense that week. Yeah, like. <laughs> we could do it with the, with the hashtag fire Bruce Allen drink. We could do that. That shit is fucking ridiculous. Right, right. But I think. It's it's got it's in more like of an, an organic sense, like we sure. just pick whatever clip makes sense. Sure. Yeah. No, I I, I was thinking for about our turn pod, that part of you saying, and then we're gonna talk about Bruce Allen and his <laughs> is the perfect way for the return pod to open. All right, people, turn it on. You know it, bro. Been a while, man. It has been a while, my dudes. It has been a while. We missed three. We, due to an election, I had to step away from the podcast. Well, not my election, but I. Right. Away from the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it was it was a rough fall for us making time to do this. And uh, I mean, let's let's keep it real. Let's keep it funky. The, the team didn't give us much to cheer about over the last month. There was a lot to talk about, but it's probably best for my well-being and your well-being that we didn't talk about it. Yeah, no, it's okay. podcast, and I, I want the listeners to know that I, I blame both of you, because I, I, I believe the last, one of the last podcasts we did was where you guys going. went to the Houston game, of which I warned you not to attend, because nothing right. good happens when we go to that stadium. You attended, our QB's leg snapped in half. But Cliff, you have to explain how at that point we had been watching the games in Paul's house every Sunday. Right. The team was playing well. Right. And of course, Paul goes, Corey, let's get tickets. And I'm like, okay. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to be lying on wax in 2019. We're not going to be doing that. <laughs> Actually, I think the last podcast we recorded was right before the New Orleans game, I think. And we routinely got yes. waxed down in, in the bayou. Mm-hmm. But we, we didn't go to any games this year except for that last one we went to with Alex Smith broke his leg. And, uh, you know, it's a lesson. A lesson to be learned there. Lesson to, learned. To stay away. No, you guys need to stop going to FedEx, man. Yeah. When it gets around August, September, it's hard for us to stay away. It's, it's in our blood. Come on. Yeah, but you right. guys are being selfish because you knew <laughs> you'd lose Twitter. Well, maybe, like, this, maybe this year we'll switch it up. What's their record in the last 20 games you guys have been to at home, if you had to guess? I'd say way below 500. I guess. Way, it's definitely way below 500. A thousand percent way below 500. All right, let's let's go back real quick. The last couple of years, the games 
the years that I mean the games I've seen them win over the past couple of years is we didn't see them win a home game this year. I don't think the Cowboy game. No, not not take live, not there. Take that back. Yeah, we saw them beat Green Bay a couple of years ago when Kirk went nuts. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's it, it's sad the, the blanks that I'm drawing well, right now. Every, uh, since we started going to these games on the road, we have not seen a. W outside of when we travel to Baltimore. Right. It's crazy that the only road game I've seen them win is like 40 miles away. Yep. Right. And they routinely get smoked when we go away. Let's, let's go through those games too. Uh, the game in New Orleans obviously was a debacle. Yep. A couple of years ago, we went and saw them playing San Fran. Is That was the RG3. Like when we kind of like were winding down, knowing, okay, maybe this Bama really can't throw. Yep. Uh, Carolina. Carolina when they beat us like 45-12 when Corey's man Andre Roberts had the touchdown uh <laughs> the kickoff return for a touchdown. Arizona when your boy Kirk. When when Kirk hit the bed. Mm. Yeah. And uh remember Pittsburgh when oh. they tried to do a throw back to Griff and Griff got smoked <laughs> by uh <laughs> Ryan Clark. I just remember Cliff sending a text. I don't remember that exact word for word, but I'm pretty sure Cliff you were like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that play is like etched in my brain, man. <laughs> Isn't that the game where D'Angelo Hall went to the ref was like, you know what, man? Fuck you. <laughs> it threw him out. That is that game. That is that game. Like, shit. That is definitely that game. Nah. He was, no, it, that they were probably be- down at that point, like 32 to like 9 or something like that. D'Angelo was like, man, I'm calling this a day. But like, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'll feel in the locker room. It was a cold, rainy day too in Pitt, dog. Of course, mm. right. But let's talk about the current team and the current right. problems. Right, right. But first, before we get to that, let's let's go around the NFL and talk about some of the things going on this week. Uh, should we start it with uh Robert Kraft and what's going on with that? Uh, <laughs> I'm sure by now everybody knows about Robert Kraft and the uh this alleged. Uh, rub and tug down in Florida before the alleged, championship game. Alleged. alleged. Rub and tug. What do you mean alleged? <laughs> the, the police said they have video of it. Like, that's not alleged. You did it. Right. Wait, I didn't hear about the video. Oh, I don't want to think about that footage. or hear about that. They, they haven't released really it yet, but there's footage. Yeah. I just think it's crazy they did it right before the, the NFC championship <laughs> game. He Like, this man need to get his rocks off so bad he flew to Kansas City right after he... he uh, Nervous, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, hey, I, I feel him on. I feel him, but damn, uh, he was stressed out, so he had a rub and tug. <laughs> All right, well, where does this gate? Where, where does massage gate rank in the gates that the Patriots have been surrounded with? Deflate gate, with Spy gate, with Amendola, uh, not Amendola, Edelman steroid gate. You know where it ranks? It ended the season with a Super Bowl ring. That's where they rank it. They could care less. Well, Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, no, of course. No. Don't know because you're about to get suspended. Do you really think they're going right. to do something with Kraft? Because I honestly don't think, you I think it's going to be a little pat on his back. No, no pat on the back. They had to sus- they suspended what's Ursay. They did. Right. What do you, what you think Ursay's going to say when they're like, Bob Kraft's not suspended? Ursay will probably be drunk off his ass and he probably won't have anything to say. Damn, damn, dog. Sorry, had to do it. Man. I mean, he's not wrong, though. <laughs> My man lives a sober life. Isn't he sober? No, he was drunk in the locker room one time when the Colts had a victory, bro. Are you betting on these games, Jay? Frank Wright was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just remember a game, a pitcher 
from uh, like 10 years ago where Ursae's in the locker room. He's clearly faded like three sheets <laughs> of the wind. And he's wearing like this like wrinkled like Von Dutch t-shirt. I'm like, my man, get your life together, please. <laughs> you had the fresh Von I'm like, Peyton Man in the corner looking at him like, oh, get this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> Somebody get this man uh, some Ritz crackers and a, and a, and a, and a large Pedialyte. Sober up. No, nah, but you know what the thing is? He, if he takes us to court, then this is going to be the biggest gate. You think so? You I mean, mean, obviously, I understand the accusation. Well, no, no, I and, think this is the court. And obviously, for people at home, we're excluding Aaron Hernandez gate here. Like, no, yeah, that's not a gate. Yeah, that's, 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 that's like a whole other level. That's a murder. Yes. Yeah. Um, right. Multiple murders. Nah. So. He goes to yeah. court. Then we're going to find out a lot about Bob Craft. The Bob Craft probably just wants to find out about him. So he better he better take this L and move on with his life. That's probably for the best. Like you need to stay out of that courtroom, Bob. Hey, the Twitter world said he didn't get in trouble until he started hanging out with Meek Mill. <laughs> See, don't bring Meek into this, man. That's Meek didn't take plenty they, of L's in his life. That's what the Twitter folks are saying, man. I'm just trying to understand. Like Rob, Bob Kraft is a grown ass man getting a rub and tug. You blaming Meek, hey, man? He started <laughs> rappers. He's on stage dancing with Cardi B. <laughs> Bob out here, man. Rocking Air Force. Right. Bob in these streets. Oh, I hope one day when I'm four, 77 years old that I'm so enjoying life like Bob Kraft is. Shout out <laughs> to Bob. Like, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like criticize the man because I don't know what he went through, right? After his wife died, yeah. my man been out here. Yeah, definitely. Everything right. everything been different. Mm-hmm. Give it, it was like he got freedom or something. Cause the minute she died, all of a sudden he's taking pictures with Rick Ross. Now he's wearing Air Force Ones everywhere he goes. Gold chains. Gold chains, hanging out with rappers. Got the top button unbuttoned. <laughs> no damn well you weren't right. that when your wife was around here, man. And he, he got, like, didn't he have like a like a 25-year-old girlfriend for a minute? Sure like, did. Right. Sure did. Forgot about that one. Like, he, got, he, got, he got his groove back out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bill Belichick out here looking at him in his ha-ha Davis voice is like, I am puzzled. <laughs> you acting way different. <laughs> Bro, because remember how big a story that was when his wife was sick? Oh, yep. And they were like, these two, oh, he loved her. Mm-hmm. Anything. And like I said, I'm not assuming anything about Bob. I'm just saying, your wife died. And then you started being out here. Out here guzzling back black bottles and shit. Like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, remember, okay, okay, I want to caveat this that I'm not accusing Bob Kraft of murder. All I'm saying is this. Remember when Casey Anthony got her charged? They said she was at the club or some shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like after her daughter. I definitely remember that. After. It was like, like what's she doing at the club? <laughs> Bro, how's, your, how's your wife now? And then, like, six months later, she's at Art Deco with, with Rick Ross. <laughs> Crap was like, Rose! <laughs> I'm just saying. So this is going to be the biggest gate if he goes to court. Uh, Les Bone of the Philadelphia Inquirer reported today that Nick Foles to the Jaguars is all but a done deal. We, we knew that he would get a starting gig somewhere. He'd probably get broken up a lot of money. And I think we all knew there was down to maybe a couple teams near the Jags, possibly the Giants. Uh, so what do you think of the move? I mean, it can't get no worse coming off of Blake Bortles. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> they, they, they can only go up. Honestly, I'm more surprised that the Giants to try to make a play for him, but it seems like they've committed their uh Why would they sign him? They already have Eli. What the hell's the difference between Eli and Nick Foles? 
Well, Eli plays like bottom five quarterbacks in the league right now. Have you seen? Did you see Nick Foles this year? Because he kind of sucked for the most part. He had a couple good games. It was the same shit as last year. Up until that AFC, the NFC title game in Super Bowl, he was trash last year. Remember how bad he was versus Atlanta? No, remember the Oakland game? Right. Yeah, was right. Christmas night? But Foles, I felt yeah. like, like Foles came on towards the end of the year, man, because he's playing good ball. No, well, man, he had, Foles, Foles, Foles some good games. He had two good games. Foles looked good against uh, the Bears and against uh, the Saints. Yeah. I thought he kind of stunk in that Saints game after that hot start. But listen, it's Nick Foles, and he's he's okay. But Blake Bortles is absolute trash. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. going from Blake Bortles yeah. to Nick Foles. Like they hit no Jack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no brainer. Because right. he sucks. Yeah, he's I really don't think that Nick Foles is anything outside of, of Philly. And I say that to say – Buyer beware. Like I, I wouldn't advise any Jags fan to think you might be contending for the AFC South or the, the AFC wait, in general. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, you can't say that. I was about to say they were about they to win. They were yeah, they made to go the to the Super Bowl. Right, 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 right. But what I'm saying is, listen, Foles had a year in Philly where he was 27 and two with um, Chip Kelly. Sure. Went to the Rams, stunk it up. Stunk. Sure. Right. Right. Went to the Chiefs. Was a backup. I mean, he didn't play, so whatever. Right. Came back, and he has this miraculous Super Bowl run, and all of a sudden, he's the best thing since sliced bread. No, no, like, no, I'm no. Saying, like, no, no, let's no. Be... no one's saying he's the best thing since sliced bread. But well, I'm remember, not. I'm just saying, buyer beware. The Jaguars were in the AFC title game in 2017. With Blake Bortles. With Blake Bortles, and they were a bad whistle away from going to Super Bowl. Mind you, it's not like Blake Bortles was making any – 15-yard darts with Blake Bortles running the football. So, no, I hear you on that. I definitely hear you on that. Literally, literally anything else. How different are the Jaguars going to look in or from January 2018 to this coming fall? Like, it's 18 months, and, like, they could be a totally different team. No, no, no. They're going to look completely different because the quarterback Mm -hmm. is going to be objectively garbage. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I, look, I'm with, I'm not even trying to say Jacksonville's about to make it to the Super Bowl, but come on, like this is clearly an upgrade over the shit they were getting from Blake Bortles. Dude, he got benched for Cody Kessler. Yeah, <laughs> then Cody stuck up so much, like, oh, Blake, come on back in, and he still stuck. <laughs> come on. And other co- players in the league openly talk about him being trash. Mm-hmm. Who else do you hear them do that to? I can't wait for him to be gone because I can't wait to hear what Jalen. Jalen, young by here spilling all the tea. Hundred percent. All I think about is that clip with Allen Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> practice clip where he threw the other practice field. He's like, throw the ball in Browns, bro. God damn! <laughs> <laughs> Should almost hit the scout team practice on the other field, man. That shit was horrible. Almost hit the kicker who was out there practicing <laughs> on the other field. Kicker thought he was getting called in and shit. All right, let's talk about the Chiefs and their outside edge rusher situation. Adam Schefter reported yesterday that the Chiefs will officially tag um, outside linebacker D4, but they will listen to trade offers. They also announced that they're trying to trade 30-year-old edge rusher Justin Houston. So um, I know the wrestling fans may have had an eye on D4. A couple of them did. I know I... Probably did, but uh, retweet that. What do you think about that situation? 
I mean, I'm surprised they're trying to get – well, I'm surprised they're trying to trade Houston because I thought he was, you know, he's one of the cornerstones of their defense, but he's had a few injuries in recent couple of years. But D Ford, definitely you can't let that – for their defense, they lack playmakers, and they cannot let D Ford walk. So it only makes sense to franchise tag that guy. Um, D Ford, he's okay. So if you have like how – many, how many sacks did he have, like 13? Do you have 13 sacks? Oh, I'm not looking at right now. Good season. And we talking about a team that has zero well, playmakers on no, no, well, no, no. That is, it makes sense. Listen, they were ahead a lot in games, right? So you got the pass rush a lot. Sure. D Ford had 13 sacks. 13 sacks. And seven forced fumbles, which is pretty good. It makes sense to franchise him one year, you know, for a one year sure. deal. I'm just. Okay. I, like, I guess it makes sense in a way. I don't know how good a player D Ford is, but I guess they don't really have any many, that many other options. Can we name any right. playmakers on the Chiefs' defense? You mean Chris uh, Jones? Okay. Chris Jones? Outside of Chris Jones. Justin Eric Houston. Berry? Well, Eric Berry, I mean, well, Eric, Eric Berry might be gone too. I mean, he's making $13 million. Think about no, they have a lot of guys. They have a lot pay. of space. They have a lot of cash space. Remember? Right. I mean, by default, their quarterback doesn't make a lot of money. Right. Right. Well, they got one of our guys, Fuller. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Fuller was, was getting abused out there in Kansas City. But then again, so is everybody in the secondary, including your man, Orlando Sandrick. <laughs> but uh, I see the hearing over there. I, I mean, listen, they got to pay. I think, ju- I think they need to keep Justin Houston, though. I think yeah, I don't understand. They're trying to trade Justin Houston. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't really know about that. Uh, I mean, unless they have a plan for maybe adding one of these guys in the draft, but you know, that's a crapshoot. I would hold on to my assets the way as is. I mean, you don't know what Justin Houston is going to look like in a different uniform, but you know that in the team's uniform, he's been good for you. He's given you consistent pressure year in year out. I, I would probably hold on. To year year out, the guy's wanted. Yeah, the guy, the last five years has <laughs> been one of the top five pass rushers in the league. Easily, easily. He's yeah. The- Houston's a suit. He's a. I just think he might just be an underrated player. Right. If that guy was playing in Pittsburgh, we he, hear about he'd get all the accolades. Shit, right. we could use him here. We wish Preston Smith would put up numbers like a Justin Houston. Yeah, we shit. We wish Ryan Kerrigan. I was just about to say that as well. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Sorry, I, I hate to do this to you guys, and I I know that you're sad to hear the news, but Jason will, will be leaving Monday Night Football this year. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we saw him on the football field, he didn't really have – he had still the push-off, but he's had the push-off for a minute. But, uh, you know, maybe a year off is good for his game. I don't know. What do you guys think? Hey, man, I think it's good a great move. Good for his game? What's he going to run, a 5-5? Five, five? Hey, I think it's a great move, Cliff. They gave great. him $5 million guaranteed money. Look, mm-hmm. they got a lot of players to pay. I think Witten was the final piece of that offense. Great move, great. Dallas. Great move all around. <laughs> I don't have to hear him in the booth anymore. Yep. Look. He's on the Cowboys again. He's – Actually, a player who I use to troll their fan base because he's not that great a player. Great stats. Absolutely. Been in the league a long time. Yeah. I've never in my life been worried about Jason Witten. Sorry. Great move, Dallas. Bring him yeah, back. Yeah, I, I don't really get the move. I, I know that I've floated this to you guys. Uh, you don't really think it's true, but I, I do think that he was on his way to be getting fired. No, we're firing him. I, listen, <laughs> listen. His his performance happens in the worst. booth, Cliff. His performance in the booth was laughable, and it wasn't just like like. But yo, they're not about the, the casual football fan knew it. Everybody, knew it. everybody knew how bad he was. He was an embarrassment. And trust me, sitting next to Joe Tessitore and Booker McFarlane, his performance stuck stuck out as 
being the worst of the trio. And that's hard. So, Booger wasn't far no, no, behind, respect, but I, agree, respect, I digress. Respect Joe Tessitore. <laughs> Absolutely. You need to respect him. One. <laughs> you know what I think happened? I think Jerry got him that job to begin with. Right? Mm-hmm. There's no reason for that guy to be in the Mighty Night booth. I never heard Jason Wooden say a single fucking word. Not in my one. Life. All of a sudden, he showed up in a Geico commercial. Then a year later, he has his hair back. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jerry got him that job. I think Jerry went to him after the season was over and was like, Jason, you're not good at you're not good at that. <laughs> and I know you wanted that. And this is what I'm gonna do for you because you're one of my guys. I'm gonna bring you back. You can do like a little player coach sort of thing. But you gotta get the hell out of that booth, man. At five but, million guaranteed though, Cliff. No, no Jerry, I'm looks with, out, Jerry looks out for his people. I'm with you on that. I honestly think that part of it, and this kind of goes back to what I was saying, I, I think that they gave him this little hey, coming back to the team. You know, we're supposed to be good next year, yada, yada, yada. You can play a couple snaps, but we don't really care about you as a player. We're just going to save you the embarrassment of ESPN firing your ass. <laughs> not. ESPN was not going to fire him. They were all in. Because they can't be allowing the viewers to control who they hire. Because sure. remember when they hired Jessica Mendoza to do baseball? All, those all the backlash things. they got for that. I remember right. that. The, you go on Twitter, you search her. She's awful. She's this. You can't let them decide. She's calling then, the game better than half the dudes that ESPN had in the booth. Right, like, right. On. Also, why do why do most fans think they know more than these people? They don't. You're the same idiots who want to give Kirk Cousins $100 million. Anyways. Look at him now. Okay. <laughs> no, nah, you can't let them make the decisions. He stunk, and they were just going to kind of have to deal with it. Yep. And I think Jerry was like, Jason Witten probably went to him and was like, hey, I want to be a play-by-play guy. when I'm, I want to be a color guy when I'm done, et cetera. Jerry was like, I'll, let me see what I can do for you, man. Gets him the Monday night gig. Jerry hears a game, and he's like, Jesus, he's fucking awful. Hey, Jerry got that much pool in the league, though, man. No, Jerry. Jerry the biggest owner in the league, man. Jeez. Remember when he came off the bus with, like, the strip club bus that he had? <laughs> I definitely remember that. He didn't pull a Bob Kraft. He just owned that shit. He was like, yeah, that was in there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You see him with the blue label, faded. Looking like a straight slime ball getting off that <laughs> right. Got the hey. fake face. You know what I mean? Like, Jerry out here. Jerry got him that job. Okay. And then Jerry's the one that went to him and was like, listen. It's time to go back to food and beverage, man. <laughs> like, Jason, right, you're right. fucking terrible. You're fucking terrible. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. I know you're making $5 million there. Come back. I'll give you $5 million. Maybe you should be coaching football or something. Adam Schefter reported on Tuesday that the NFL had handed down a, an indefinite suspension for their defense man, Randy Gregory. Uh Three days later, the NFL reported that they're also suspending David Irving. Uh, mm. This this is the second straight year that Irving has suspended. This is Grand Gregory's fourth straight year he's been suspended. They won their options across from Demarcus Lawrence, so now they're kind of up Shit's Creek with just uh, a guy that maybe they didn't really want starting, but would be part of rotation. Are they up Shit's Creek? I mean, they they had to have known. Yeah. 
Randy Gregory would yeah. be suspended again. And I wouldn't say they were relying on Randy Gregory last year too much. Well, they, this dude's right. been in and but out listen, of the locker room. The, the way I see it was they wanted Randy Gregory uh, or David Irving back because I think they were in line to lose both of them, right, to free agency. Definitely. Right. I'm sure they did want him back, but I'm also sure that they're well aware yeah. that these are two players that are knuckleheads. Who, who might you might get a letter mm-hmm. tomorrow morning that they've been suspended? Yep, I'm pretty sure they were well prepared for this bullshit. Right, <laughs> right. Like it's the same thing I told you guys about Josh Gordon. He's one of those people, man. Yep. Can't get right. You wake up tomorrow, everything has been going well. You wake up tomorrow, suspended. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What Randy Gregory do? Oh, he's smoking weed again. He can't again. St- all right. Well, even if you have your opinions on marijuana, if they're telling you you can't smoke it, because once you get in that program, you're, you're fucked. Probably, you're, you're, they're, they're, dude, they're gonna test you yep. all the time. Yep. And your high ass is gonna fail test. <laughs> Randy Gregory had three sacks. All right, Randy, we're gonna do a piss test here. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. I, like, I, on, feel ba- I feel bad for the people because. I feel bad for these people because obviously Randy Gregory has some issues with substance abuse and he, demons that you can't shake. He to does. be suspended four times no, 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 means no. that you really just can't put Listen, weed down. I'm not, the be, I'm not about to be like Stephen A. Smith or some shit and be like, I don't know his level of issue as far as demons. Are we sure it's marijuana too? I'm pretty sure it's always been, it's always because it was marijuana thing coming out. Okay. I mean, I don't know what it is now. Gotcha. But it was like marijuana coming out of college. Yeah. It was marijuana when we first got the league. It's yeah. probably marijuana. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can't stop smoking weed. Yeah. It, it's a shame because they both are talented players. I mean, yep. Randy Gregory, I know. Especially Gregory. Oh, oh, yeah. Half a lifetime ago, he was somebody the wrestlers wanted to draft. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness we didn't. Bruh. Dude, can you, he got can you imagine? Five and he went to the top of the, what do you go, second round? He went like, yeah, picked like yeah. 63 or 64, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So you. Are gonna be likely fail in the league. Yep. Like you were such a red flag that you you dropped that far. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's probably not gonna. Like considering the players the NFL teams draft while having character concerns, the fact is you would drop that far. And the Gregory situation didn't that happen leading up? It was like a week before the draft, right? Some crazy. Something like that. Yeah. 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 You you out here doing bullshit before leading up to your professional career then man clearly you have an issue yeah you got things you gotta work on but this also is someone you can't count on so i'm sure the cowboys don't work out definitely let me ask you guys a question because personally i think a lot of this is overblown do you think that the perception of the wrestlers right now is worse than things actually are it's significantly worse than things actually are (laughs) in fact i am so tired of hearing our fans discuss Mm -hmm. our team because mm-hmm. they sound like a bunch of sad, whiny bitches. Doom and gloom. And if, why would someone willingly talk about a team like this all the time, but then still root for the team? Mm-hmm. If this is going to be your attitude, and you're gonna, all you're going to do is complain about every single move, then don't watch the games, man. Mm-hmm. Like this, Frankly. Like the hashtag. I didn't mean to cut you off, but it's, it's, it's getting tiring, man. As a fan, right. if you think Corey. the team's going to listen to you, you think they're going to fire the team president because you put a hashtag on Twitter? You've lost your fucking mind. Listen, the hashtag is getting annoying. and There's some fans out there that are actually just taking it too far. Like I remember maybe a couple weeks ago when J.D. Gibbs had died or something like that. Yeah, and Bruce man. Allen released, released a statement. 
and one of the comments below was, "We're gonna run a train on your wife." I'm like, "What the like, fuck are you it, doing, bro?" But see, that's <laughs> like that's those Twitter listen, fingers, man, I, those Twitter gangsters. Right. I, my opinion of Bruce Allen, I'm indifferent. He stays, he stays, he goes, he goes. But the hashtag is getting annoying to me personally. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing's gonna come from it. You think Daniel Snyder? Who doesn't give a fuck with anybody thinks is gonna listen to some random fans on Twitter? Listen, he's here for the long haul. So you're either with the program or you're not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to be upset, but what can you really do? Yo, what the hell are they upset about? But but Cliff, let me throw your line that you always say. This team don't owe nobody nothing. You're choosing to be a fan of this team. So if you don't like it, move on. We're at, what is it? We're in March now. This hashtag started back in December, January. It's getting a little tiring. At some point, you would think as a fan, you want to see your team improve. You want to see your team get better. Only thing we're talking about is, oh, we're not showing up. Keep FedEx empty. Fire Bruce Allen. Like, that shit is getting draining, bro. Seriously. Twitter people, what about, knock it off. But also, what, about, oh, what are they so mad about? I don't know, man. I think that's really my question, Paul. Because I'm, I'm not really sure why they're so mad. Well, I get the frustration. <laughs> you want to win games. I get that. Well, you also have a 25% of them that are still mad that they didn't re-sign the quarterback right. last no, year. That's enough. Fuck that, Paul. We were winning games, and they were still bitching. Yep. Weren't scoring enough. They were complaining. Yep. So what's their problem, mm-hmm. really? Because it, it, it seems like it wasn't really like this till the, court, the issues with Kirk started. Yep. Then the fan base was split. Because, because, you saying that... Explain to me you, that why, sorry, was stadium, why was the stadium empty this year? Because they were upset uh, that the A car was gone. Basically, because it, we didn't have this problem last year, right? We're just this whole conversation about the place being empty all the time was not a conversation last year or two years ago. The team from two years ago, that team better than the, the, the team that was six and three this year? Probably not. So clearly, this is not about whether the team is good or not. Mm-hmm. This is about Kirk Cousins. Because with the, the fan the, base the, and the local media, Cliff, not to right. cut you off, but you know. Because yeah, the majority of negativity I hear is from the same people that were completely negative about Kirk. Yep. What about the national perception around the NFL that the culture around this team is poisonous? It's poisonous? What, 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 <laughs> what I'm asking my perception, brother. I'm, just, I'm not saying but it's what's true. Whose perception? These people, these are the same people that still think we're dishing out contracts like the Albert Hayes or the Archie Letters of the right. They still say we're spending big money when we haven't spent shit. This so like, I'm, not, in the 2000s. I'm Come on. really understanding this. Right? And I'm not saying you, Paul. My bad. I'm just talking. Of, about course, of course not. Listen, Paul, I didn't hear anybody talk about our culture last three seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not negatively. Did you? Of course not. But, I mean, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. You hear a lot of things that happened this year. Like, obviously, what happened with DJ Swearinger was a, was a, was a big uh, black mark on the franchise. Just getting like, rid of a guy who's outspoken in the locker room who's only trying to win. And then you have stuff with like Mason Foster having his tweets or his DMs uh, leaked online and having him saying "fuck this team." And then you have yeah, things Paul. like AB maybe joining the Redskins, and people saying, "Well, that would fit right in with the culture Paul. they have in there in Washington." Paul, Paul. First of all, that is an anonymous scout. I don't give a fuck. With those, people. <laughs> those people say dumb shit right. all the time. One, two. What happened with DJ Swearinger? He was acting like a jackass. That's he was what acting like a jackass, and he was cut. Thank you. If anything, if another, t- if there are some some teams that if they had done that, they would have been applauded. Mm-hmm. Patriots. Let the Steelers have cut somebody. Eagles. 
They'd be like, oh, see, this is the kind of org to get in. It's they have a culture, and if you don't fit it, you they got out in front of the problem. (laughs) Right, right. Because he just where they've done that shit multiple times. They had warned him. He did it again in a very shitty, selfish way. It was pathetic, man. And they, of course, of course, but. Like I said, if you want to spin it the other way, like how the perception of the Redskins is, because, listen, this team hasn't won a lot in the past 20 years. They probably think that as long as Daniel Snyder owns the team, we're never going to win. And then you see a guy like DJ Swearinger that's fiery and passionate or whatever superlative you want to put in front of his name. He says, I just want to win. I'm calling out bad coaching, and they fired me for it. Then DJ, first off, whether you're fiery or passionate or not, you don't call out your coaches and your teammates in front of the fucking media when you were missing tackles during the game. First it's of not even, yo, I said it, I've said it to you guys before. It's not just about that, right? The team had just had their season ended. Team had a hard win the week before. And he's acting like a jackass in the post. You out here talking about the coaches on, didn't man. have you ready? Like, what the hell are you talking about? And the team played hard as hell that day, man. You know, I said this to another friend of mine as a fan art. So, you know what's funny about Swearinger? Swearinger's playing the best football of his career here. Mm-hmm. And he's questioning the coaching. Mm-hmm. Think about that. The nerve. Like, come on. You are about right. to make the Pro Bowl for the first time in your career. The coaches get no credit for this? No, it was, for sure it's selfish, in my opinion. I mean, no, you gotta as, get, as far as just the fact of matter, your, you're not even a good player. Coaches consideration is, is not the thing to do, you know? It's not even but, as like, I mean, he was calling out Minuski like in every right. like you just can't do that, bro. Whether it was whether he was right or wrong, there's a certain but, way to go about it, especially for somebody Corey, that has a C on their chest. Corey, come on. How could it be right when Swearinger is playing the best football? Oh, I'm with you, Cliff. I'm with you. It's like you, so you can't, my thing is my thing is, Paul, you can't have it both ways. You can't be out here playing the best football you've ever mm-hmm. played in your career. And then Say the scheme and the coaches suck. So basically, you're the only one that's playing great. All because of yourself. Okay. Right. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> got it, DJ. You gotta go. Right. Yeah, what do you What do you guys have to say about the exit of coaches that were leaving to take la- like lateral moves, pretty much taking similar jobs and similar pay in other cities, just trying to get out of this building? Dude, it's been a rough couple years around here, man. And, and I'm talking about football-wise. I'm not mm-hmm. talking about the distraction bullshit that people mm-hmm. want to talk about. If you've been in that building the last three years where injuries have fucking ended our seasons. Two years, back-to-back. Led the league. It's been rough. Mm-hmm. The, remember the, all the optimism we heard in August? Mm-hmm. The team started the season well. Six and three, I didn't hear all this shit about toxic environments. Nope. All I heard about was Alex Smith has changed this place. Mm-hmm. All I see is a quarterback got injured, who was very important to the team, and he had an incredibly devastating possibly career-ending injury, and it ruined the rest of the season. Which, on most teams, would happen if they lose their right. QB1. Right. Let alone the way we lost them. But wait a second. We also lost our QB2. <laughs> right. Like, come on, man. I'm not trying to hear about this shit. We started fucking Mark Sanchez and Josh Johnson <laughs> the second half of the season. And we still had a chance with Josh Johnson. And we went on the road to a team that made the playoffs, and we could have won that game. Yep. With Josh Johnson. Mm-hmm. But it's so all doom and gloom. complaining can kiss my ass. I'm with you. 
I'm tired of it. Retweet. Couldn't even be fucking grateful. We were out here trying to fight for a playoff spot with Josh Johnson and Mark Sanchez. And we went on the road on a Saturday after going to Jacksonville winning. Pathetic, we are man. in t- Tennessee, and we could have won that game. Yep. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But those are the it, same it, fans, like you said, that were complaining when we were six and three. We weren't. We weren't scoring right. enough points. We weren't flashy enough. We weren't winning convincingly. Like but those people weren't going to be satisfied man. regardless. Yeah, the so hell with whatever. Go to Minnesota. Some fans. Some fans just really need something to be upset about. I, I think that's one of the things about this fan base. That I mean, I love you guys. I really do. I love you all my heart. <laughs> but some of y'all just aren't happy unless you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. You just like like some miserable ass exes. Just. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Even when the I don't team love does y'all. something good, it's still. <laughs> so what all my love, y'all. I don't love y'all. Yeah. Well, you, you're not as knee deep in, in wrestling's Twitter as I am. No, no. I see these people on wrestling's Twitter. The problem is, I don't understand why someone would just choose to willingly be negative all the time. But these are the same people that are saying the team should just tank it. Right. So but, now you want to lose on purpose? Like you're a loser. That's why you think that. Way. We just take it. Take it and do what? Because this is the same front office that you're saying can't get anything done now. So you think they're going to go somewhere next year because you're saying, take it, something's going to change? Like, get the fuck out of here. It makes, it makes no sense. It's just too much too much negativity from the Redskins fan base as a whole. It needs to stop. I get the frustration, guys, but come on, man. It has to stop. What do you guys think about the fact that maybe some of these coaches had left or are leaving or wanting to get out of here? Because they just think that this is going to be a lame duck year for Bruce Allen, you know, for uh, Jay Gruden, or maybe Jay just wanted to shake up the staff because he felt like some things could be improved. Well, he did make that comment. Remember when they asked him after the season, they were like, "I just want the coaches to all be on the same page." He had mentioned something about that. Maybe so, some of the coaches that left or were trying to leave weren't also, on the same page. Also, also, why is it when you know when these coaches are here, I don't hear how great our special teams coaches. And then all of a sudden he leaves. He's great. He's the best in the league. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna really miss him. Like, come on, guys. Who was our former linebackers coach? Kirk Kirk Olavadati, right? Olavadati, yeah. yeah. Like when he exited the building, people were like, "Gosh, he was the longest ten, one of the longest tenure position coaches." Like, what what what's going on inside Redskins Park? But when you bring it in a guy like Rex Ryan, maybe Rex Ryan is gonna bring some fire that Olavadati didn't have on the coaching staff. Like, I don't see any problem with the team shaking things up. You be you no, go I mean, set seven and nine, eight, seven and one, seven, eight and one. You do you go five hundred every year. Maybe it's time to shake some things up besides players. Along with of coaches. course, and I'm with you on that. I mean, we've all heard the saying, "I can do bad all by myself." Like we're keeping Kirk old without for what? So we can go seven and nine again next year. Like it's not like he was making us ten and six, eleven and five. That's all I'm saying. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Let's talk about uh, some of the rumors that are floated about this franchise this week at the combine. Uh, a few days ago, you heard a, a rumor that three teams that were in on Steelers wide receiver Antonio Brown were the Raiders, the Titans, and the Redskins. Today, and I mean, really, this weekend, you've heard a couple rumors that the Redskins have open, openly been asking about the availability of Cardinals uh, quarterback Josh Rosen. And if the Cardinals were to take Kyler Murray first overall, would he be available and how much would he cost? My first question to you guys is, which one do you think is more viable? I mean, for me, well, especially if Arizona actually does draft Murray, obviously Rosen will become available. I think that's we have a better chance of making a trade for Rosen just because I don't see us giving Pittsburgh a first-round pick for Antonio Brown. 
especially with us not having, you know, a true quarterback at the position to feed Antonio Brown. And at the fact that we have $20 million locked, locked into Alex Smith, it only makes sense to make a trade for a quarterback who's not going to cost you as much compared to signing a veteran, i.e. Tyrod Taylor or any of those guys out there. I think would make more sense for the team to go after Josh Rosen. I think both of these moves make sense. Like this is there's this is interest. They're interested. They don't have they have the one of the weakest wide receiving cores in the league. It might be the weakest in the league. Possibly the the best receiver in the league is available via trade. Why wouldn't you be interested? You don't have any receivers. Doesn't mean we're going to make the move, but they should right. be interested. It, you should be seriously interested. There's a young quarterback. Your quarterback is currently wearing a cast I've never seen before on a leg. Right. A device from Marvel. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course you should be interested in Josh Rosen. Right. It only makes sense. How much should they give up for him? People don't really like first-round picks, and I get that. It probably will take a first to get Rosen, even though I personally would not like to do that. But, listen, he's 21. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if he was if he was in this draft and we got him at the 15th pick, we would be we happy. take it. So, if, that, so if, if if that's what it is, then that's what it is. If it could be a 2020 first round pick, I actually would be more cool with that. But I see no reason why you wouldn't be interested in Josh Rosen, right? Like, come on. To me, I I think that Josh Rosen is just as promising as any quarterback you could get at 15 this year. Let, let, let's say the Redskins got. Let's say Drew Locke pick 15 this year, right? You're going to go in there with a guy who is totally unproven in the NFL, has not played, and has his own fair share of questions. At least with Rosen, he has a year under his belt. You've seen some of the things that he could possibly do. The only thing that sucks is that you would lose a year because he's already played a year. So you would only get him for four instead of the full five with the uh, fifth-year option. So, I, I mean, I would have no problem making that trade. I mean, yes, I wouldn't want to give a first-round pick if – Somebody told me right now the Redskins are trading pick 15 for Josh Rosen. You know, it, it would suck to not have a first-round pick, but you're getting a quarterback anyway, and at least he has something under his belt. He's showing you a little bit of what he can do. But even I mean, just, just, I didn't mean to cut you off, but just to say that for the simple fact that if Rosen and – if Rosen was in this draft, you would say he's a better prospect than Locke and Daniel Jones. Right. A- he, absolutely. He would be a better prospect than Haskins. Absolutely. Probably. Oh, yeah. He would be the best prospect outside of Cowley. Right. No, but then there there would be people who would have Maddox Kyler because there are people who don't. So in this draft, and he is those quarterbacks' age, it's and younger than some of them. So if you traded the fifteenth pick for him, I think people people's bigger problem is about like, well, then we don't have a first round pick, and it's about me watching the draft. Oh wait, Cliff, I got one better. Oh well, he sucked in Arizona last year. Didn't you see their offense? Yeah, I don't even care about that. The team was trash. I actually felt bad for that. Dude. He had nothing with him. Worst, possibly the worst one in the league last year. I think, uh, yeah. I think a trade for him is fine. Absolutely, kidding me? <laughs> yeah, I, I would be more than happy to trade for him. You, you need a quarterback. Who cares if it's your first round pick? You might take a quarterback with your first round pick this year. Anyway. Exactly. Right. Of course, of course, I, it would, would actually prefer it's the twenty twenty first round pick. Right. What? Uh, yeah. Tell us a little about that trade proposal you saw, I think you said it was a 2020 first round pick and a player or something like that? And a player or a third round pick, but listen, 
if it could be 2020, I'm cool with that. I think that's great, frankly. Paul mentioned that to me earlier. I thought about it a little bit because honestly, I'm thinking, okay, if you do that, sure, you won't be looking for a quarterback in that 2020 draft, which if we didn't address it this year, that's what we'd be doing next year anyway. So I think it would be fine now that I think about it. Right. Plus you get to add now quarterback. He's not a concern with the 15th pick. Exactly. Right. So then it helps you with that too. Exactly. So right. now we get to add our quarter, our young quarterback of the future. And with the 15th pick, we get to take any position we want. We could even take a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So then we still have our three picks in rounds two and three. Yep. That I think that is that would be perfect. If we could do it for a twenty twenty pick, I would be I would be incredibly happy with that. Outside of quarterbacks, I think we, we talked a little bit about what you want to do at quarterbacks, maybe Rosen, maybe a free agent, possibly spending a, the fifteenth overall pick on a quarterback if somebody falls to us we might like. What do you want to do this offseason? What do you think is our biggest need? How do you want to allocate funds? Just in general, what what is your idea of how this offseason should go? Quarterback. <laughs> it's got to be the first thing on the agenda. Of oh, course, no. of course. It's, 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 that's 1A on our needs list. No, that's one, two, three, <laughs> three. <laughs> four. Dude, we can't. Listen, I understand they like Colt. Yeah. We can't go into this season with Colt as our starter. He's not going to survive. As much as we all love Colt, because I'm a fan of Colt, but you know he's not going to make it. He's he's going to get injured. Yep. It'd actually be great to have Rosen mm-hmm. and Colt as the backup. So, quarterback, listen, we have other we have other holes on our team. Wide receiver needs to be upgraded, obviously. Left guard. But, yeah, left guard, but, like, we don't have any quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, got one, we got one quarterback ready to start for our OTAs whenever that begins. That's not a, right. yeah, that's not a good look. I really – yeah. You, I was thinking about this today. Just, like, outside of the 2011 year, you have really known at this point each March who is going to be taking snaps for your team heading into September. Like, whether it was McNabb, RG3, or Kirk, like, you always knew, okay, I may not love Josh, uh, Jason Campbell, but at least I know that he's going to be our starter week one. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I have no idea who's going to be taking snaps for us come September. No idea. None. <laughs> you got to address that first and foremost. It has to be the, the I don't want to hear nothing else until you figure out who's playing quarterback. We might be hearing that soon with a trade of Rosen. True. Yeah. No, that, that it's especially with that JP Finley story about how it really seems like the team is interested in making a big move. I know some fans are going to be like, it's just to get the fans back. But it's like, no, they're trying to win games. Right. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> So you want them to that, do some, of the, some of our fans really annoy the shit out of me. Dude, like, like, what are, like, but what are they supposed to do? Like, what do you want the team to do? Should they just stand pat? Look, listen, I, I hear what I hear what they're saying. I, I'm not listening, but I hear what they're saying about the, a splash move is only to get the, sta- the fans back. But listen, Dude, this team is devoid but, of playmakers. We Paul, say this all the time. But, Paul, Paul don't even give them that because a splash move is signing Mark Carrier for, for $28 million, or Adam Archuleta for <laughs> four for 40 Those are Yo. splash moves. They're trying to make moves to improve the team to win. Yo. The Phillies signed Bryce Harper because they wanted more fans at the game. Obviously, they want to win games, but they also know that if they're winning games, then the fans come to the game. Of course. So 
they, by this logic, no one should make any big moves ever because they're only doing it for the fans. <laughs> just trying to fill up FedEx. <laughs> What type of dumbass shit is this? You don't want the team to try to do things to get you to come to the game? <laughs> I, I, do you I, I even understand how dumb that fucking sounds? It's our fan base, man. Hey, I love you guys, but sometimes you're fucking idiots. Well, I, I think some of these dudes just, or they just think, hey, Dan Snyder does nothing for the right reason. And I hear them on that. I hear them on what that. The hell so are when, they so, when, so what? when you go out and you sign somebody, Deshaun Jackson, even though he's. An incredible player, and you got a great deal for him. So I'm like, oh, they just want to make a splash. Like, no, he's a great wide receiver. And we need Yo, this. And you know what would have been a splash? You know what would have been a splash? Resigning Kirk Cousins. I don't want to hear people questioning whether this team is worried about football games because they let Kirk Cousins leave, and a lot of teams would not have done that. Yep. And they could have kept the fans just by keeping Kirk. So those people need to shut the fuck up. I'm very tired of them. Either resign Kirk or I'm out of here. Right, you, you heard that and, all the time. You heard it all the time. So you've been a Redskins fan for thirty years, and now you're going to leave a team because they won't resign Cousins. So like yes. they, the resigning Kirk would have made the fan base happy. Absolutely. They didn't do it, so I don't want to hear that they're doing shit to make a splash. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, and by the way, when we're talking about fire Bruce Allen, let's not forget Bruce Allen was behind one of the best moves this franchise has made in the past decade, which is not resigning Kirk. Let him know, Paul. So let's not forget that. But Bruce gets Bruce gets all the hate for shit that also Shanahan did and McLuhan did. You know, let's not let's keep it one hundred. People blame Bruce Allen for the draft pick of Josh Dotson, which was a pick by Scott McLuhan, and I'm here to say, as the Dotson hive, he fucking sucks. Uh, uh, let's not forget about uh, long enough. Sue Man, Cra- uh, sorry, Cliff, Susie Craven on board. <laughs> <laughs> it's, but it, honestly, like all the way back to the Shanahan years, they're still blaming Bruce for shit that Shanahan did, that McLuhan did. Like, if you really truly look at it, the team has gone from being completely terrible, winning three, four, five, six games. We've moved into the mediocre stage of seven, eight wins. Seven, eight wins. It's not a big jump, but it's better yeah, than what l- we were. Listen. listen. I, I'm not in here being a a Bruce stand Cooper. for average wins and stuff like that. Right. But the past four years, we won nine games, eight games, seven wins, seven wins. I'm not saying that's great. In fact, it really isn't great. It's, it's average at best, but mm-hmm. it's better than what we've had in the past. Let's not forget that between 2013 and 2015, we won like what a total of like seven games. It's fucking pathetic season, right? Yeah, because there was a time. Where we really, really sucked. People don't forget that. Oh, people don't remember that though, Cliff. Like we really sucked. Mm-hmm. You, you think like we are now a team that is like playing playoff implication games in week sixteen of the season, week That's, seventeen. Mm-hmm. It used to not be like that. Around Does the here. fan base remember when our season would be over by week ten, week eleven? Right. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, three and thirteen wasn't that long ago. No, oh, it wasn't. Three and thirteen was not that long ago. Six years is a long time. Mm-hmm. In, in the grand scheme of things, this franchise has turned it around as far as talent on the field a great deal. I mean, you have a defense that shows up every week. The D line is maybe a top five unit in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Talking about D line, like D line, D lines. Yes, you have holes. You have holes to fill, but we also have resources. We have draft picks. We have money. We're, we're going to get this right, folks. Don't worry about it. I don't know about us getting it right. 
Okay. Hey, but Cliff, Maybe at large. We, pump it, our Cliff, we may not get it right, but we're not going to fuck it up like we usually do. I would just, all I'll say is we've had times around here where we literally had nothing. Absolutely nothing. We had no talent. We had no potential talent. We did. We weren't drafting well. We didn't even have draft picks. We never right. even drafted D linemen at one point. Right. So you were just starting Kendrick Golston uh, Fuck. six times a year for like ten straight years. Fucking Joe Salavea's and shit out here. Come on, <laughs> Joe Salavea. Corey's man, Anthony Montgomery, out here like, starting eight games, and we out here crying like we're fucking two and fourteen. Come on, man. We have never really had a lot of young talent on our team before. We haven't. I think that's what's funny about this. People want to build through the day. Like for years, everybody's yelling that we need to build through the draft. The team tries to go building through the draft. The fans are complaining and about And they that. still bitch. <laughs> like, come on. So, I meant to pour them just like, we just need to ignore these people. I, I want the front office to completely ignore these people. Which I believe I mean, they are, especially since they ignore uh, yeah, but they're, they're definitely ignoring them. Yeah, the hashtag. <laughs> because because there was the truth is there was a time where the fan, the the front office didn't ignore the fans. They would put out stories, see what the reaction is, and then decide on what they're going to do based on whether the fans were negative. Like about the it. hiring of Jim Fossil. Yeah. Never oh forget my that. Right. Right. Woo. Redskins are looking I, to hire Fossil. Oh fuck! No, we're never going. <laughs> Oh, I know you remember that shit. The whole fan base was in a fucking uproar. Like, are you kidding me? Can you me? imagine being Jim Foster <laughs> flying in the, the, to Reagan National Airport and you going to meet Dale Snyder at the Palm for dinner and you think you're at hiring? He's like, yeah, man, listen. I've been on Twitter today and the fans, they are not happy. I'm, I'm going to have to go ahead and rescind this contract offer. But, uh, you know, drinks are on me tonight. Yo, the fans <laughs> were like, fan base was livid. <laughs> Yo, they created a fucking website of <laughs> boycott fossil or some shit. Like, oh, <laughs> no, no. What do you think our number two priority is outside of quarterback? We need playmakers. Absolutely. Man. I don't really care what position. So it doesn't matter where. No. Good. We need no, to play. That, that's fine. That's fine by me. Because listen, I got into a Twitter war with somebody here maybe a couple days ago because I said we should draft. No offense to 15, and you would think that I insulted this man's mother on Twitter the way he was going in on me. I was just like, listen, we need playmakers. It doesn't matter where. We need them everywhere. Outside of D-line and maybe, I guess, like, offensive tackles this year, there's not a position on the field that shouldn't be out of the question for 15 because you need playmakers everywhere. Like, but he would be a back. I was like, listen. Back what? Jordan Reed hasn't played a full season in ever. You, he's expensive. You have no idea what he's going to be doing in 12 months' time. He might be on their team. He might be cut. He might retire because he gets in a concussion. But for the person that told you he'd be a backup, have they never ever never seen an offense that runs double tight? You could have two tight ends uh, on the field. I, I, appara- apparently, they've never seen it. Apparently, it is a totally foreign concept to them that maybe, hey, you could have Jordan Reed and no offense on the field at the same time and have a really good offense. And I'm not even saying I want us to draft fan in the first round, but for a team that doesn't have a you know an elite quarterback, say we do run with Colt McCoy, you would want him to have more options underneath, such as two tight ends who can get open. Would that not make I think that would make sense. But Also, I think people see like the top teams in the league and think those teams have like perfect rosters, and they don't, right? Like all the teams have shortcomings somewhere on of course, roster. absolutely. Right. 
I think you talk about it all the time. I think Cliff, you we all talk about left guard and how it's a big need. It, it is a big need. But what offensive line outside of maybe one or two teams have like B plus A minus players at every position? Front? Position, right? This is not possible. Like it's just not going to happen. The Cowboys, the Cowboys had it for like a year or two, mm-hmm. essentially. Right. And you've seen that they don't have it anymore, and their O line is still good, but it's not this incredibly dominant O line. But that's life. Mm-hmm. The right. Fuck? Like that's why you go get Amari Cooper. Yep. True. You get a playmaker, and, and, and you hope on the other side that, I don't know, what's my man's name? Michael Gallup can just be serviceable. That's the way the NFL works, Yep, right? Right. I mean, you don't even I mean you hope that he's going to be a good player. Right. But then it's like now you're not only relying on him. Mm-hmm. You need as many people that can create plays Absolutely. as possible. Absolutely. Right. I don't the, the Chiefs cut – the Chiefs were what, twelve and one, twelve and two when they released Cream Hunt, plug in and Damian Williams, Williams just stepped in and was lighting it on fire. Yep. I mean, you have to layer your team with players. Yep. Nobody, nobody was clamoring for Damian Williams when the Dolphins cut him last year, but the Chiefs knew better and they were like, "Hey, we know he can play. He'll fit in our offense." And if something were to happen to Cream Hunt, whether it's an injury or he kicks some woman, he gets fucking fired. He can step in the play. Chiefs already extended Williams. Right. Hey, man, playmakers. We need playmakers. Offense, defense. Both sides of the ball. Come on, man. How many positions would you say we definitely need to fill going into this season? I, I, let's just I round let's them just off the top of your offense, head. Start offense. So you definitely need a wide receiver. Left Maybe guard. Two. You need a left guard. We need two wide receivers. You need, you need two wide receivers. Okay. Depending I, on what I, you do I, with I, Vernon. By the way, I got into a conversation with somebody on Twitter about this the other day. I Listen, I'm not saying we should definitely cut Josh Doxson. He's not getting cut. But, 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 but what I am saying is that if you add a couple wide receivers and you have a couple guys that step up in camp over summer, I'm not doing this thing where Josh Doxson is keeping a roster spot because he was a first-round pick in 2016 or 2015. Whatever. He needs to earn a spot or he needs to get gone. I'm not doing this thing with him anymore. You know what I'm saying? Corey, I know that's your man. No, nah, I've, I've, I've relinquished that. Um, oh, oh yeah. What no, I will no say, is, but see, I'm, I, and I don't even disagree with you on that. But what I will say is, you can't just plug Josh Dawson in as your starting what X or Z's. He needs competition, right. i.e., Cam Sims or whoever. And if they play better than Dawson, you're going to get bumped down to the four or five. We're done with. Oh, we're going to just plug it in our first first overall wide receiver. We drafted you. We're, we expect you to do great things. That shit is over with. No. You, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Listen, an, an investment is. A bad investment, I should say, it's only made worse when you don't cut losses Absolutely. when it becomes a bad investment. Absolutely. Cut losses, if, if it becomes a bad investment, Tampa goes with Josh Doxson. If he's noticeably not one of your top four or five receivers come camp, you got to let him go. You can't keep him around just because he was a first-round pick. Can't do it. But anyway. Well, so, well I think it's – Go ahead. I would say it's highly unlikely that he's like – on in terms of ability, the fifth best receiver on the roster. Like he's gonna be on the team. That's what blows. He has ability. I right. I do not understand it. He also isn't expensive, so he's gonna be on the team. But it's possible you might not play much. Exactly. Right. Because all right. Big. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cliff. Go ahead. Because he stinks. It's it, it's it's baffling. Honestly, I don't I don't understand it. 
he just get, he gets no separation. As is the thing. I mean, if you use them differently, maybe move him from the X to the Z, where he's playing off the ball and he's not always facing jams off the line, and maybe he can. I don't. Know, you got to figure something else out because the way you use them now does not work. But see, that even goes back, not even to change topics, but that even goes back to say if you traded for a player like Antonio Brown, that type of player would free up someone like Josh Dotson to play a, not go against the number one or number two cornerback. You know what I mean? And fans don't take shit like that into consideration, but that's either here nor there. I hear you. I hear you. All right, so two wide receivers we're talking about. We're talking about a left guard. Uh, you probably need a running back. Uh, I mean, I, I love AP, and I, the idea of bringing them back Gives me, you know, hope for the running game with Geis, but I would add a back personally. I, I, I don't expect Rob Kelly or Smash Puran back come next year at all. And and that's just offense. Defensively, you probably need two safeties. You might need a cornerback. You might need two inside linebackers. And you're gonna have to replace Preston Smith because from what I hear, he's gonna break the bank. And I, I just don't see him being back in the fold unless the rest can cut some severe cap space and figure something else out. So Filling all the spots with playmakers is not really a – it's not really realistic. You're going to have to fill – what are it? Ten spots with nine draft picks, and maybe only one or two of those ends up being starters come this fall. So you just have to get creative. Also, but that's also got to depend on what we do as far as free agency. Because we're going to – some players are going to get cut, and we're going to free up some money, and we're going to be bringing some players in. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to have to. You got to figure it out. You can't just have these spots filled with – what I don't want them to do is say, well, okay, we'll settle for starting, I don't know, Ari Quandro left guard. Like, you go out and find somebody. You can figure this out because he hasn't been the guy for three years and he's come up a torn peck. You know, let's not just settle this year. Let's go out. Let's get aggressive. I mean, some of my favorite teams in the NFL, I know that you guys, you know, clown me for being an Eagles fan, but they, they go out there, they get aggressive, and they – Get guys to come to their team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade, but they also they spend have, the money. They do they it. Cap, okay, two things. They have cap space. One, two. We know they're not going to do that. Like, let me ask you this: this question, Paul. When is the last time you felt like the front office in an off season? This front office in an off season actually didn't make an effort to address what you thought the holes in the team were. Oh, no, no, no. Hmm. I, I'm, that's not what I'm trying to say. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I think they try. They do their best every year. I mean, and they've done a decent job. But I'm saying this year in particular, you have more holes than I would say than you've had in a couple of years. But I think sure. every offseason. Right? I disagree. Team, I disagree. I disagree. And the team has tried to address. They know the holes that they have, i.e. draft and defensive line, i.e. signing Paul's man, Paul Richardson, at wide receiver. They know that they have holes. But what they're not going to do is they're not going to pay top dollar for like an Allen Robinson a wide receiver. They're just choosing not to. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Bruce Allen's been very frugal. Market. Bruce Allen has been extremely frugal since he's taken over. I mean, if we're talking about breaking the bank. They've done it once. And that was probably for Josh Norman. Right? Well, Norman kind of fell into our lap because we didn't expect that. Just like Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, There's only really one time where they've actually said, okay, we're going to spend top dollar on, sure. on a free agent. Sure. But I'm, what I'm saying is let's be aggressive. Like – Cliff says this all the time. Like the chances of a second round or third round pick being a guy that ends up being a star for you. I mean, these these drafts are a crapshoot. So if you could trade a second or third round pick for a guy that for a veteran that can step in for you and help you now for like a year or two. Oh, you mean like Antonio that. Brown? Oh well. <laughs> Just 
I mean, all I'm saying is that we need to be aggressive this year. I think that you have too many holes to fill, and you can't go out there with just adding a couple guys that can help you. You need a bunch of guys that, that can help you in a lot of different ways. I, wait a second. Why do you keep exaggerating the holes on our team? Well, Paul always says we have hella holes. We have question marks. (laughs) Defensively, we only have question marks at safety. One of those receiver, Monte Nicholson, can start for our team next year. We'll see whether he's suspended. Right, if he's suspended. Right, but then DeShazer Everett will then start. That's fine. I think Everett can start too. Fans just don't give him enough credit. So we have one hole at safety. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, but but you think that they're going to sign a safety? They're going to add a safety somehow? Sure, probably. Right, right, yeah, right. So that's only one hole on defense. There's only one major hole at the moment. If Preston Smith was to leave, Ryan Anderson can start fine. Mm-hmm. On offense, you said we need a running back. We don't really have to sign a running back. It's we have guys and Thompson. If AP leaves, AP leaves. Then you go. Then you can go get a cheap back mm-hmm. at some level. The holes on our offense are at left guard, left guard, and wide receiver, and wide receiver. And you and let's let's be real. You got to add a tight end. You're probably gonna have to add a tight end. I mean, we're I, saying I don't we think, should add a tight end, but you also know the team loves Burner, so they could just restructure. Like, oh, but I don't. I don't think Burner's gonna be back. I mean, Burner could take a pay cut and, and be back, but that wouldn't stop me from adding a tight end anyway. Right, Especially but a draft not, like this, that's tight end rich. You need yeah, to add a but, guy, Paul, even if it's that early. No, but Paul, that's not a hole. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You keep saying we have all these holes. Titans not. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But we just, but we just talked about layering this roster with more talent, right? Right. But a hole means you have you, nothing there. You have nothing there. <laughs> we don't have. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Like we, that's fair. We literally have a hole. The big problem right now is we have a hole at quarterback. Sure. Oh, I, I, all I'm saying is, let's, for example... This well, your argument been, is more I've like been, we're upgrading the talent-wise, obviously. Right. This, this is something I've been chewing on for the past couple days, right? So let's say you need a left guard, right? Sure. Instead of drafting one in the fourth round, why wouldn't you just spend that fourth-round pick on trading for Colegio Assembly and, and sure. asking the restructure? Sure. You know what I'm saying? What you mean? That, is a, that is a cre- creative way to spend your pick. Oh, no, no. We don't have the cap space. But also, figure it but, out, bro. Dog, the Eagles are printing money. I don't want to hear you don't have the cap space. No, no. <laughs> well, they print money because they still got Wentz on a rookie deal. Right. Right. We have a what's what's Al Smith's cap hit next year? Like twenty million. Twenty million. Twenty million. Yeah. Let's go. Like we have a twenty million dollar hit on our cap that is literally not going to play for us. Mm-hmm. So we can't just be like Trey. Be aggressive. Like you have to be careful. Yeah. Getting a left guard, while it is important, it is actually important to have our whole line healthy. Because mm-hmm. at the beginning of the season, we didn't have a left guard, really. Right? It, we were right. complaining about the status of the O-line. The problem with our O-line last year, while left guard needs to be filled, we need to upgrade the talent at left guard. But we also need our O-line to be healthy. Yeah, both our tackles that, were coming off surgery last offseason. Right. That would make up a lot for the fact that our left, left guard is the weakest position in our O-line. Mm-hmm. We don't have a hole in running back. Why? It'd be nice to add one, though. But nice to add one. Yeah, but you can add it any position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and this is all like assuming the AP is back, which he might not be. Guys has never taken the NFL carry. 
he has a bad knee. You need to add somebody just in case something happens. Whoa, 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 whoa. Then you gonna say my man got a bad knee now, though? <laughs> well, listen, man, he's coming off a torn ACL. He's booby miles. I'm saying you need to add somebody just in case, bro. Come on, no, 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 be real. First one flipping the dining table when guys run one for seventy five next year. <laughs> <laughs> and you know this, but still, oh, I, oh, I don't, see, I, Paul. Why we see it's like running back is an easy position to address. So I don't get concerned about that because we have our the top two running backs on our depth chart are already on our roster. So I'm not really concerned about running back. They're going to add a running back, whether it's a late draft pick or a cheap free agent signing. I'm more concerned about our edge rusher. Right. Right. So so let's talk about real quick before we sign off, let's talk about creative ways to add a, an edge rusher. We could draft somebody early, or you could trade a pick for a guy on a rental. Like, for example, uh, last year the Eagles traded what was it, like a fourth-round pick for Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's a creative way to use your picks. Yeah. Get somebody who can help you now instead of dra- drafting somebody who might be able to but help you But that also like, goes back yeah. to what Cliff said about the cap space. You got to see what your cap space is because you can't trade oh, so, for a veteran who has so a they had They had a ton of depth. Yeah. Right? They weren't, like, relying on him to be their pass rush. Hell no, so, they right. had Graham, they had Barnett. Bennett, they had or Barnett, Cole. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's also a team that's roster is built to win. Like, they're coming up, they were a Super Bowl champion. Like, they, Bennett was a plug and fill, you know what I mean? Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, all I'm saying, my whole point is, just be creative. I'm, I'm just, I'm with I you. keep going back to that word creative. Like, I'm saying, yes. You wanted to build the roster the right way. Ideally, you hit on all your draft picks and they all contribute, but that's just not realistic. Or you could reach out to a experienced veteran who may be falling out of favor on their team, and you add them, and then you have a guy who can help you for a year or two, so you're not a absolute liability at inside linebacker or something like that. No, I'm with you. you. Know? I'm with you. But inside linebacker's fine. No, I'm just Ruben. inside linebacker is an example. Just saying, as an example, <laughs> you don't have. You could ask somebody who is a total unproven for five years. Or you could trade somebody, somebody who's gonna help you right now, so you feel good about it for the next two. But to follow up on your creativity thing, that's also that it's just gonna fall back to the cap situation because, like Cliff said, that twenty million dollar cap hit we take on Alex, you don't know how much creativity you're gonna be able to have. Right. Of there's, course, of course, of course. If it, you figure it out, I mean, let's just say that they are able to stretch this seventeen million cap space they have now. Let's say they able to stretch it to like I don't know, 30, 35. I'm not suggesting you back a little bunch of contracts and fall in the cap hell in future years, but you figure it out. You just Eric Schaefer is the best in the business. Absolutely, he is. get to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but guys, we can keep. I understand people are saying he's best in the business, but literally, there's a crater in our cap. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> and, and, they, and, and it was Damn, not something, Alex. It's not something they were able to prepare for. Yeah, man. Right, like they gave him that contract. Mm-hmm. It did. It never crossed anyone's mind that it's possible his career could be ended. Nope. Uh, so, but it's only so uh, we can only get but so creative. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you on that. Well, yeah. Paul, to follow what you said though, they can get creative by cutting a Zach Brown where you can save nine mil, or if they really wanted to take it even further with uh, extending Brandon Sheriff, you can free up cap space. There's things they right. can do. Right. I mean, cap space. Right, and we'll talk about this more next week. I, I think one some of the things I expect to see, I definitely expect to see either Mason Foster or Zach Brown gone. I expect them to ask Vernon Davis to take a pay cut or get cut. 
and expect them to see them extend branch fair. I think those, those are three things I definitely expect to see. And those all open up a little bit of cap space for them. So you have a little bit of free of leeway with this money and you have some draft capital. I'm not suggesting they, they trade with all their picks circa 2005 with Joe Gibbs, but, you know, figure something out. Do some creative research, make some phone calls, see, hey, who are you willing to trade for this fourth round pick that could help us right now instead of helping us in the future? 